Hello everyone and welcome back. Today is our seventh episode. Today I'm here with Leah. She actually came with, uh, we met in China. This is in 2018. We're going to talk today about the good, the bad, the dangers, and basically everything that we witness as teachers teaching English in China. Uh, first, I would like Leah to introduce herself and tell us how she goes from England all the way to teach in China. Welcome, Leah. Hi, hope you're okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> so I'm Leah. Um, I met Vanessa in China. Obviously, at first, you know, it's a dream to you to move to China to hear that you've got this opportunity to go over there, which is what um, happened with me. My boyfriend came back at the time and he was like, oh, I've applied for this job in China on a whim. Like, you know, I didn't even think that I was going to get to an interview. It was just, you know, I just thought I'd give it a go. And then he did the interview and got the job and he was like, do you want to move to China? So I was like, yeah, sure, fine. Okay, let's go. Um, so he goes before me and he goes on, does his training in Beijing, which I'd learned to do. Um, and then I followed him over a couple of months after he'd arranged the apartment and everything over there. And to be honest, I was just on a tourist visa at the time because I wasn't planning to work or stay there for too long. I was planning to come to and from. Um, and then all of a sudden the school that he works for has these like four teachers up and leave just like that. And the midnight you know, the, run, which we're going to talk about later, the midnight run, they just leave. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden, like, we need foreign teachers, like, we need them now. So they, so my boyfriend was like, well, would you do it? I was like, um, well, I've never really taught or anything like that, but obviously I'd like to give it a go. Like you said, there's training. I'll do the training. Let's do it. And good morning, too. Like, yeah, think, uh, in, in American morning. I was making like $1,800. I don't know how much, uh, but I mean, it was $1,800, but they will pay for my rent and yeah. they will pay for, I think that was it, well, but the rent is a big thing. So your living expenses, uh, like a couple of things, they said insurance. There's no insurance and the thing in with, China. Yeah. yeah. The thing with China as well, like they say, you know, you get this wage and everyone goes oh that's pretty average but then you realize the cost of living is so low in china and foreign teachers do get paid a hell of a lot more four times more than a chinese four times more so effectively when you're living over there it's kind of hard to you know it's like three times more what you would get if you were living at home and using that money you get more out of it it's it's crazy to think, and that's the reason why a lot of people from England and South Africa, because most of the immigrants come from uh, South Africa and Africa, because they were like, you know, everyone, I, I would be like, I'm from South Africa. Oh, I'm from this country from Africa, you know. And, but most of this, the, the teachers were for, from England. Like, I think like most of them were from England. I don't remember meeting the many Americans that, I think there was one American that I remember meeting him and he had been there for like four or five years. And they, Oh yeah, I know. You remember you him, he was and then he was like, I just can't go back home. Like he got to the point that I think like 
if you really like China, the style, and you're a person that you, and it is you a great lifestyle. Like, it's a great lifestyle. No, not for everyone. I, I don't think I could live in China again, the yeah. way how we live, because one thing is visiting, and another thing is working with the Chinese, dealing, going to a bank, and that's the thing that they don't tell you in this interview. Yeah, so there are, you, you have to be... You have to do your research because if you don't, if you just take what they tell you, like we'll sort you out, we'll make sure everything's okay, like we'll help it's you with your paperwork. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that nightmare, Leah. I remember that we both went to Beijing for the training together, and I remember that you had to pay. You remember how uh, when you arrive there, if you haven't done your medical uh, documents, they go yeah. straight and they take you to the to a clinic. Tell us about that experience because I didn't have to do that. So how was that? Because all of the teachers, and we're talking about Leah, they were what, like 40 or more? Were like yeah. Florence? Yeah, so if you, yeah, if you hadn't had your medical, it was something that was required to do the training and to effectively work, you know, in China, well, or in our particular area of China. So um, you'd have to go in for a full medical exam, like we had bloods taken, like, I didn't know what was happening. I was just like, I hate the doctors. I was just like, I'm in a different country. People are taking my bloods. People are checking my bits. Like they're weighing me. It's like, this is crazy. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know why I needed to do it. I didn't know, you know, it was just a completely random health check that I wasn't expecting. And just something that I don't think happens very often you know where I live unless it's like a regular drug test or yes it was just... it's scary because you get there and they tell you you have to go to the police station and do the registration and you're like what do you mean the police station like they don't tell you China yeah. they, if you are coming to to teach in China or being maybe more than three months whatever it is like there's not illegal immigration there like they know who you are they'll get you they'll find you so we were in the training, you do the medical, uh, I remember everyone had to do like the medical check and all that. If you had a problem, they will immediately take you home. Like there yeah. was not. And so when Lee and I arrived to Beijing, we're in the, in the training, then something happens like three days before that one of the recruiters get killed. Who gets killed, uh, Leah? So there was a recruiting company recruiting foreign teachers, and this was a foreign teacher that had been here for a while. Um, anyway, we found out that he'd been, he'd been killed. Um, obviously, we didn't have all the details. We just knew that it wasn't of natural causes. Um, <laughs> Everyone was looking at <laughs> the WeChat. We were all trying to find the news. Nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, but see, they're not allowed WeChat only will show certain things like this is why they're not allowed Facebook over there like this is why you have to have a VPN and that's um, why they're banning TikTok here because and I I hate it because it's obviously you are censoring something but I understand how dangerous TikTok can be all that all that data could be very very dangerous because they monitor everything so in in China they kill this recruited and I remember that the next day they tell us, you guys, because everyone was from England and most of you guys always smoke, all, all of the British <laughs> were outside smoking. And I remember the trainer, do not get, like it's illegal to be more than six people. And I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, just remember that? It was crazy. 
it, it was just this whole situation. He didn't have the right papers. And because of that, they were doing a lot of police checks within all the like English schools and the like, English school is starting to get attacked and this is happening while in Hong Kong they're starting to become checking you know, everybody's the, the riots are starting to come up and that's when I start thinking oh oh we gotta <laughs> we I gotta be careful here in China because at the same time United States and China were having like the the trade wars at the time and I I don't know if you remember Leah walking like on the streets of China and they have like the newspapers on the side like that's something that you don't see anywhere. And I remember that it was Trump and the president of China. And I remember asking, so I took a picture and then I asked one of the Chinese teachers to, to translate, oh no, that China is winning the war and United States, you know, and they put like all these derogatory things about the United States. I'm like, that's not how they told me things are happening in United yeah, States. Yeah, but I think every, diff- every country is different. Like I think every country will want to say that they're coming out on top. So... It's just, I think in China, what they can read is very limited, especially because they don't have access to social medias like Facebook unless they want to have a VPN, which is actually illegal. So they get all of their information through WeChat, which is effectively our version of WhatsApp, except it has a whole social page full of feeds like Facebook would. Yeah, no. And in China, the WeChat is the only app and you basically... They're, they're trying to eliminate the cash. You could see it because with the WeChat, you pay. The WeChat, you pay. You get your, your tickets. I do have to say that the WeChat is so organized. You can pay anything. Like you can and buy there's certain tickets. things that will be removed depending yes. on what you post on there. There's certain things you can get blocked off WeChat for a week if you send something that's inappropriate. No, so and you, you do money. Like yes, yes. And the thing about WeChat is that if you transfer money, more than like a limit, they have the right to investigate you. So basically it's just WeChat. It's not like you're like, like, oh, I'm going to do Instagram, but I don't want, no, no, no. Everyone needs to have WeChat. And then even the homeless or like the people that were like, I don't know that you could see that they were really poor. They had like a carton with like the, you know, like with the code. So you can actually like scan if they wanted to pay or something. It was it's just basically how China is, what communism, what they call, you know, organized socialism. Leah, what, what in general in China, what you were like, oh my God. Like, what, what did you remember seeing as, as a culture shock that you were like, oh. I don't know if this There's is so something many. that we can talk about. Well, I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. <laughs> so... My, my first cultural shock was when, when we were doing the training. And I remember the kids, some of the, 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 the ages were like two to five, but some of the little boys and girls will bring their brother and sister and they never had a diaper. That's China. And like, they will sit down and then you will see, and I will be like, oh my God, that was my first cultural shock. And I understand why diapers in China are very very all over the world they're very very expensive and when i had to buy diapers when i did the comparison of like how how do a mother do it i you you could understand why they don't buy diapers and they just basically grab you know the kid they yeah. go to a garbage uh you know like uh, how do you call it like garbage outside and that's it and then nothing happened it was so natural like <laughs> that was one of the things that i was like but i i do have to say 
China was incredible. And all the Chinese people that I've met, I cannot say one bad thing. They had yeah, things that I didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think now? Uh, like, what can you tell us about China that you will be like, like that, that story that I just told you? It yeah, was but a, a culture shock because we lived in such a rural area of China. Like if you go to Beijing or if you go to Shanghai or if you go to one of the major cities, they're used to having a lot of foreign people there. We are the foreign people, you know, Wagaren. Like everyone used to point and be like, Wagaren, Wagaren, which is a foreigner because they're so they're not used to it because it's such a rural area and you don't get many like westerners from like around there especially um, that you were blown at that time and you look like frozen <laughs> they will go crazy with you leah because you have like really really blue eyes but you they did they used to come and ask to take photos with like everybody because it was it was strange to them you don't get many like western people in their area it's a really rural area of china they only had what two mcdonald's and then everything else was just chinese food like you had to adjust <laughs> you, it, so obviously let me just explain everyone you do have a lot of starbucks in china starbucks yeah. and florida um, florida F, fk uh, kfc can talk yeah speaking and they're everywhere and yeah they love kentucky french chicken i remember the kfc when you had like you you know when you wanted to eat something that was not chinese you'll be like okay i'm mm -hmm. gonna go to kfc that i will never go to a kfc in my life <laughs> and you will eat and of course it wasn't the same you know they adapt everything to their menu and their things that you're yeah. like that i'm not eating that i'm like that's not how you have it at home i have frozen chicken feet in packets <laughs> they have the people just snack on if you like yes what? and you Let's talk about let's talk about one of the the best experiences that I had was to be able to sit because in China we had like the foreigners and the teachers all together which was great mm -hmm. and we were literally like 20 people like literally like one after the other and then you will have the foreigners they will always call us a foreign like it wasn't like the American yeah. or the no the foreign that's it and foreign teacher foreign yeah teacher. so I remember that everyone was here to the right. And I was like, no, I want to be like in the middle of them. I want to hear them. And it's just, it was just fascinating how they just, they're just like how we're in an office, you know, they talk, they, when the, you know, when like someone, yeah, when the they go to sleep on the desk, then you will sleep <laughs> on the desk. And so that was great. And I remember that the Chinese teachers, they were all like in their twenties. So they were, most of them were like thinking of getting married because in China, it's a big thing getting married. Like that's yeah. not like, oh, I'm gonna go to Shanghai. No, 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 no. If you are from <laughs> like a city, you have to get married, have a family role, and then you take care of your kids. So Leah, what do you remember? Uh, what was your favorite food in China? That you remember oh you won't agree with me but i loved heidi lao oh. i love going back i know i know it took me a while explain us what is hot pot <laughs> hot pot it's like a soup so you can choose you can have tomato soup you can have like a creamy soup you can have like a really spicy soup like you just it burns your mouth off like like chinese spicy is like a next next level kind of spicy like it's it was oh. yes yeah I, I i don't know what the hot pot means i know that no. it was the most so, popular thing in china to eat 
Yeah, so you basically, you have a menu and you order a lot of different meats, a lot of different vegetables, and then you cook them in the soup. And then when you think it's ready, you pull it out and you eat it. But you can have some really random things like stomach, tofu, brain, like just unexpected things to put in food for, for us. Like obviously it's common practice in China, but for us we're like, what is happening? Um, it, it, was, it was fun because... The, the culture, they eat for what's good for you, not for what you think it tastes good for you. So yeah. they will give yeah. you this thing. This is good. I remember going, uh, they invited me to, to a dinner. One of the, the, the moms that was with Vera in the Montessori. Yeah. And they had a turtle, like a huge turtle. And then she was like, and you need to eat this piece. And this is for your stomach. And I was thinking, what is the rice? What is the rice? What is everything that was to eat. It was so, I mean, mind you, probably very good for your health and all that. But that was a culture shock. When I yeah. saw turtle, I was like, oh my God, I don't know. They do have a lot of tips and tricks, don't they? Whether they all work or not. There's always something. It'll always make you more healthy. You have to try it. It was always like, this is really, yes. They drank tea all the time and milk tea for people that love to drink cold things don't go to china you will never <laughs> find ice right or water with ice which the, i am from from florida and that's something that you go to a restaurant and it's hot yeah. hot, hot water it's supposed <laughs> to help with the digestive system and they put a small glass of hot water on your table and you know what i i quite i quite got into it after a while i just can't it's it's <laughs> i was I like it. where's the hot water after a few months it did help it did help a lot and what's funny about that the whole thing about hot water is that when you go to china they don't eat ice cream they don't have a lactose like they don't eat cheese or ice cream I have, I did not see one Chinese obese or with health problems, at least when I was there. <laughs> so their diet, there's something right they're doing in their diet because it, it might not be what we think is the best, but honestly, do you remember seeing Leah, like anyone with, oh, I have a diabetes problem or anything like that? No, I just, I just, everybody was just, um, there didn't seem to be any like body confidence issues. Like everybody was happy where they were. There was like, they were all in the gym. Yes. Um, they were, it's a healthy culture. I have to say. Yeah. It's Seven a o'clock. Yes. And one of the things that I love about, about China was waking up at seven o'clock really early in the morning. And then you will see the seniors doing the Tai Chi Yoga and dancing and, and dancing. Brilliant. And it was so beautiful and I remember we will go you could see always a foreign videotaping and they will be so annoying by it you could see they will be like because oh. it's annoying that you're like into your tai chi and then someone <laughs> with the phone <laughs> filming you Leah do you remember also um in China since we're talking about this all these memories you know are coming you're absolutely right they don't have I never saw one of the teachers telling me like oh I feel that I'm fat or ugly or the girls they put on actually yeah, yeah I, they, it's considered healthy like someone would be like oh you're looking kind of like fat today and you're like excuse me and then they go no it means healthy it means good like <laughs> and it's quite nice it's like well thank you i'm happy to be fat <laughs> you know yes yes it, they, i think that the only thing that i remember that they told you to cover up were the earrings was it the, the piercings 
Was oh yeah, they they felt it was too yeah, much. Yeah, because I have my like my nose and my lip pierced, so um, they, they were very much like it's more the parents of the children. I think that happens everywhere though, but I think in China it's just a little bit more. You know, you have to be a certain way, like nice. Yes, tattoos and piercing, and I did not see one woman with a piercing or a tattoo. I have to say, they're very conservative, <laughs> at least because we were living in a very traditional Chinese town too, where yeah, you know, I Vera was probably the only foreign kid that yeah. I remember seeing, and they would go crazy with her because. <laughs> She was a foreign, but she was a baby foreign. So they, the first, when Vera went to the high school, I remember, not the high school, I'm sorry, Montessori, she bit one of the kids on the cheek and they called me. Remember when they called me? And yeah. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And I remember the, the Chinese teacher, you get a car, you put your heart on it and you say, I am very sorry that this happened. This won't happen again. I said, you mean that I, I'm like, what do I buy? A, of course, because here you go to Hummer, right? Walgreens and She's like, no, 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 no. You have to make the car. You don't buy the car. <laughs> I remember I had to make a heart. I, write, I wrote in Chinese, I'm sorry, whatever. But I think what it, what it was is that Vera knew that they were, they were the same. They were kids. But I think they saw she was different. And yeah. like maybe they all came to, you know, I mean, I don't know. Vera never, never beat anyone again. But that was the thing. Like, <laughs> so my family were like, oh, my gosh, she's sitting Chinese. People, I was like, it's not a joke. Like, I freaked out because yeah. you don't know the consequences of, of biting someone in China. <laughs> Leah, yeah. what, what do you remember? What did you enjoy the most, the boys or the girls? Did you feel that there was a difference? With the boys and the girls, the way how they were treated in China? Um, I don't know, really. Um, yeah. Do you remember the little girl that, was, had, that, that had the hair and they cut it the next day? Were you in that oh, class? Oh, I don't think I was in that class, but I think I, I vaguely know what you're talking about because I, I remember she was dead upset when she come into the office crying or something. Uh, yeah, they, they do that to girls. I didn't know if they do that to yeah. boys. But do you remember how she had really beautiful long hair? And then one I day, did you, how old was she? Was she 10? Oh, she was only, okay. yeah. She, she was, it's really weird because in China, the age, this was something else that we learned. They consider it a year from, I think, from conception to being born. Yes. And like, it's so technically when we'd say we were eight in China they'd say they were nine because of the time that they spent growing like they consider it all as you know one year which so, makes sense if you think about it yourself so you could have a two-year-old and they're saying oh she's three when in actual fact if you were to do it if she was to turn up in England she'd be two years old and you'd be like she's too young she's not yeah. she's, I can't I remember, remember. She's two. <laughs> I remember that I'll be like what? Because there is a big gap when you got two to three, three to four. But she had beautiful hair, and I remember her coming and like basically they just like cut it. But it wasn't like they cut it like we're just gonna cut your hair short. No, they cut it so you could see that it was your parents cut it because you were not good enough in school. I felt Chinese kids. I felt really they are very strict for them. on the kids. They're very, very strict on these kids. These kids are so disciplined, and it, it was it was nice to play with them. 
they told us that, didn't they? They said they're so disciplined in school when they get to this one that it can't feel like a school. It can't feel like they're learning. You have to be full of energy. You have to like it over here, like hugging children and, you know, taking pictures with them and giving them hugs. Like it's a little bit too far, but in China, it's like, yeah, let them pin you down. Let them, you know, play. Oh, I've lost where we were. Um, we're yeah, talking playing about, with the kids yes and yes you're right they did tell us like oh you have to like play with them and if they if they make like the spider red that's okay the spider doesn't have to be black and it's yeah. just how they're actually adapting to to be more creative because I remember that the Chinese teachers would tell us they are very worried that they are not thinking outside the box. That was all the thing. Yeah. To start thinking outside the box and to start thinking outside the box. So it kind of made me feel that China is getting ready and they were trying to get foreign people just to do like everything that they had to do to get China into like a Western mentality on the standards. So that part, I thought it was a little bit scary, but I didn't care. I think China has an incredible education system, but very strict. Do you have any stories yeah. that you remember? like they were effectively like this is how you do it this is how we'd sort of communicate through them and stuff like it was fun it was fun i did learn the colors did you learn any chinese that you i learned the the colors and (laughs) i learned i remember that i will go sometimes until they told me what ho ho meant like you will go to someone be like oh blah 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 blah," and they're like ho 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 and i'm like is she making fun of me or Ho ho means okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, be, and this will be there, okay, 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 okay. And then I'll be like, uh-huh. oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it took me a while to go from here. It's a hard language. Here. It's yeah. a hard language. And oh, I just, but this, I used WeChat a lot of the time to translate what people were saying to me. Like, but it's, it's hard. It's not the yeah. same because Chinese. So in English, you have "I want this, please," right? Mm-hmm. I remember in in China, you will hear like a, a a bad word, which it will sound like a bad word, but that's how they say. You know, they like "iga, iga, iga, iga," and I was like, but it was constant. Remember that "iga, iga, iga." And it was here and there. And I think the way, and I asked the teacher, I was like, I, I feel like you guys just speak very direct. You know, it's not like, can you please pass yeah. me that? That. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Did you feel like that's how they will yeah. talk? Somebody explained it to me. Like if you were to hold a, a door open for somebody, they wouldn't thank you for it or anything. But the way that it was explained to me was actually it means you're a friend. They don't feel like they have to use manners around friends. If they use manners, then they're a stranger to you. So I was like, oh, so it's not so abrupt and like, it's just, it was crazy to me. I was like, because we're, we're so used to using our manners and be like, please, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They will look at you like, like, you're, you're too polite. The evil. Yeah. I'm lot. not sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I learned about, about the Chinese culture in general, and we had to teach the kids not to you know like not to like you you needed to take your turn because that was something in china that was a problem remember they were always like you need to take your turn or like someone skipping in front of you it will happen it has happened to every single four <laughs> you were like in the starbucks waiting and then they will just cut you off not all of them i'm not stereotyping but it was very <laughs> common because i think they will feel like i don't care <laughs> yeah. and i remember mayo 
<laughs> like, go back. No. Did that happen to you? No. Did they call yeah, you off? There's, like, the there's no such thing as queuing. I, I learned that queuing in queuing is a very western thing it's a very polite thing to do (laughs) sometimes I had to go like excuse me and like you know and they were okay they will never feel like yeah they'll go back to if you did that over here you'd be you'd be in a fight (laughs) over there it's just like okay like okay like you didn't let me you know like (laughs) then I I think one of the best things that I love about China is that every single park you will go was family oriented you do see mm-hmm. that in China. Yeah, definitely. All, and the grandparents always pick up the kids. And you, I never met one of the moms being single mom. And obviously, there are problems in China. I remember there was <laughs> one mom that she got divorced. And if you get divorced in China, they disown you. Like, it's not like in United States or in England. Like, oh, okay, you, you know, we'll figure it out. It was tough. I don't know if you remember, the kid was very good. His English was so advanced and he almost won the yeah. national on yeah. the English contest. He, the, he, I think like she, she was so, I guess she's just preparing just to leave China because she was so into him learning really good English. He had yeah. accent, like he was very, very good. This kid was writing essays. Like he was... Yes. And it, I, what I want people to know is that I remember seeing eight years old memorize an English story. And then they will have yeah. to go and say it. And it's not like you're reading it. The story will be in the background. And then you will, be have, you will have to be judged. That was the word. <laughs> to judge a Chinese kid mm. speaking. That you'll be like, oh, he's so good. He did it so well. Yeah. And the it's Chinese like... teacher will be like, no. This yeah. Improve, improve. <laughs> It, it honestly it is like if you were in England or in America or somewhere Western, it'd be, you know, it's very rewarding to have even tried to say it in China. Like you have to say it right, otherwise you've not said it. Like, and they were there's no weekends in China. I want to make sure people know that Saturday and Sunday that does not exist in China. They just no. you go to school, that's it, and deal with it. Like, and a. You could see some of these kids being stressed and, you know, in, in younger ages because it is a lot of pressure. And I remember the Chinese teachers will tell me they have to go to the best school. They have to get the best job. Like it's constant, this expectation, yeah. you know, you're Chinese and this is what you have to do. So that's very, that was really interesting about China. Do you remember, uh, Leah, how expensive a pizza from Pizza Hut and Papa John's oh. were in China? Yeah, but I think it was just because it's actually just Western food. It was so expensive because you go to China and you go into one of the cafes, local cafes, and you get, I don't know, chicken and rice. It's like 50p. And then you go all the way over to Papa John's and you're like, can I afford a Papa John's this week? Like, this is expensive. It's Starbucks. (laughs) So people have an idea. A Chinese... A Chinese teacher, and we're talking about an educated person teaching in an English school, which it was, you, you, it was considered to be a good job. Like if you're Chinese and you have really good English skills, you're set to put it away. And they will make a day 80 RMB, the Chinese money. A Starbucks was 40 RMB. So yeah. it's basically like going to Starbucks Half. and paying you $60. And you're like, what? 
it was so and I, they will they will get the coffee and take a picture didn't with the stop receipt. Them. didn't stop them did it <laughs> they consume i have never seen so many starbucks in my life and they were always busy and they don't drink coffee that's the funny part they don't most of them was all tea <laughs> it was just um cocos yeah oh. oh cocos the cocos tea yeah bubble teas everywhere mm-hmm. a bubble tea will be 10 rmb because actually no like 20 rmb because that's a chi- I said it's a nation thing it's not chinese like bubble <laughs> teas are like everywhere yeah. in Asia. but uh it was so delicious